Welcome to the Mindset Reset Podcast. My name is John Marty, and on the show, we dive into the mindsets of the world's foremost thought leaders and turn them into actionable insights so that you can discover greater happiness, success, and fulfillment. Today's topic, ask yourself the right questions. Our guest is Edward Gorbis. Edward is the author of the book Unbreakable Mindset and CEO of Career Meets World, an online coaching platform where he teaches immigrants and first-generation professionals how to rapidly accelerate their careers without sacrificing their lives. In the past, Edward was a former civil engineer turned senior sales director at WeWork, and he's been instrumental in generating over $50 million in revenue over the past 10 years. Today, we talked about how to create an empowered belief system to achieve success and how to stop living life on autopilot. Enjoy. Edward Gorbis, how you doing today? Thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Hey, man, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm doing super well as expected. Yeah, as expected. Considering that you've written a book on Unbreakable Mindset, I would expect nothing less from you. I live and breathe this stuff, as I always tell you. So I'm super grateful to be here and ready to dive in with you. Let's do it, man. I was in this Uber when I was living in Seattle, and I'll never forget this experience. The Uber driver picked me up from the Amazon campus one of many, many buildings there. And he said, oh, you work for Amazon. You're just getting into some small talk. And I was like, yeah. He's like, how do you like it? I was like, yeah, it's it's pretty good. He says, you know, I have a question for you. And I go, yeah, sure. Shoot the question. He goes, there was just a software engineer in the car, in the backseat with another software engineer. And they were talking about a $300,000 a year salary. And he said, I couldn't believe it. it. It just didn't even process in my mind. And he says, is that true? Is that true that engineers at these large companies are making that kind of money? And I said, absolutely, all day long. And he says, you know, I couldn't even imagine making $200 a day. So I find it fascinating because one, I kind of left the experience thinking the people in the car that were talking about those $300,000 salaries literally are not smarter than the person driving. Not at all. And there's this misconception that somebody making a ton of money is smarter. It's not the case at all. They just learned how to play the game. They figured out the system. They asked questions. Maybe they were born in a situation where their family was feeding them the right ingredients so they knew where to search. But here's a guy in the Uber. He doesn't even know where to search. And the disconnect from where his mind is right now to where that $300,000 engineer is so vast, it's a chasm. How do you bridge that for somebody who is in that mind? So you shared a story and then you asked a question that prompts somewhat of the answer in a meta way, which is, I always tell people that the quality of your life is predicated by the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. So what's happening with this individual Uber driver and living in the Bay Area, I've had similar experiences where these conversations lend to the same types of answers and the same type of daydreaming from the Uber driver. The truth is there's a formulaic process that I've adopted into my life and I've devoted my life now to basically sharing and teaching others this, where there's a process in which we figure out what we believe because what we believe lends to thoughts. 
And our thoughts then lead to feelings, our feelings lend to actions that lend to results, and those results reinforce our beliefs. So you end up in the cybernetic loop where you're constantly going through that process, and your brain is asking the same questions over and over and over again. The reason the Uber driver can't imagine himself or herself in that position is because our brain operates a little bit like a search engine. So we've had all these experiences. We've grown up 20, 30, 40 years, however many years we've been on this planet. We've had all these experiences. Now, what happens when you ask a search engine a question? Spits out an answer. What happens if you ask that same question? Spits out that same answer. But the reality is, if we start asking ourselves better questions, your mind is going to go back through every single experience and figure out what supporting evidence do I have in my life that will actually answer this question. So again, if we start to ask ourselves better questions, there are Uber drivers that are notorious for figuring it out. And what that really means is they've taken the opportunity to maybe talk to somebody like the passenger, like yourself, and ask a better question, which is what would I need to do to learn to code? What would I need to learn to make that much money? Who would I need to talk to, to be in a position, to be in the room, to be in the conversation, to learn that skill set? When we start to ask ourselves better questions, we get better answers, we get better results. And what ends up happening is we start to form stronger, more empowered belief systems. And when you operate through this new cybernetic loop, or you're asking yourself better questions, you're getting better search engine results, and then you're feeding it back out through positive, impactful action, and you're seeing the results that you want. Again, this doesn't happen overnight. Just start asking the right questions, you'll get better results. Yeah, that's so true. I like the way you frame it around, you're just typing into the search engine. It's a nice kind of analogy. It's like, what results pop up? Well, Google doesn't have those results, i.e. my mind doesn't have those results. So in a sense, there's no information. What do I do? I got to tweak my search. So drawing it back into the book, Unbreakable Mindset, you have a couple pillars that you talk about, pillars that really successful people use to become successful, things that you have really focused on. We talk about power of decision, power of energy, power of clarity, and the power of questions. Maybe we can kind of walk through some of these things and start with the power of decision and what that means. Absolutely. So what I think is important to do is if we can actually expand on the image of this Uber driver, and again, I don't think this person is ordinary, but let's say what most ordinary people do and how they operate. We'll start there and then we'll lead into how successful people operate. And this will all blend really well together. So most people operate from a state of limiting beliefs, right? They've had some sort of experience in their life in their early days, in the first five to seven years of their lives. What ends up happening is that search engine, anytime you ask it a question, will always kind of go back to that process. And you're getting answers that are coming from a limited state, a resourceless state. One that doesn't lend to any sort of opportunity. It just keeps playing everything back and forth. So when you're operating in a limited state, you end up having very low energy. 
Think about those mornings and the days where you wake up and you basically think, oh, I have a presentation today. I hate presentations. It's not going to go well. All these people are going to be in the room. They're going to make fun of me. They're going to be judgmental. On and on and on and on. Play that out. We know what that feels like. I'm sure we've all been there one point or another. But the truth is, when you're low energy, what ends up happening, then you start to have very little clarity. What you want to accomplish, what that meeting is going to look like, what that presentation is going to feel like. And then what ends up happening is we end up with a million questions about what's going to go wrong, how it's going to go wrong. You're not clear, so you're asking yourself really crappy questions. And what that lends to is fear. So people operate through this fearful state. They don't have any clarity because they've asked themselves bad questions. Then they're in a fearful state. When you're in a fearful state, you end up taking some sort of action or, as I like to say, inaction or reaction. Because we've operated through a place of limited beliefs where we've had low energy, low clarity, bad questions, fearful mindset, and then we have poor action. That's how most people operate. Again, nobody's fault. Nobody taught us this. The world never said what you believe is what you become. So I kind of flipped the model upside down and basically said, well, okay, if that's the like, let's call it suffering mode. How do we get into this empowered state? How do we really get people to thrive? How do we operate in a place where we're in alignment with what we want? We know how to achieve things. So if we start talking about those pillars, how do we come from a place of empowered beliefs? Well, the beauty is the mind is really malleable and it's very plastic. And we have the opportunity to rewire our brain. It's literally been backed by neuroscientists at UC Davis. They've proven that you can actually change your mind. And I can highlight a few examples for you of what that looks like. But the truth is we have the ability to sift through and go through an exercise where we think about what our current belief systems are. Literally take the time to do this for yourself. And it's okay if you come up with a laundry list of a hundred different things that don't make you happy. But then what I talk about in my book really is about how do we create an empowered belief system? Because beliefs are really decisions. They're decisions that we've made about the external circumstances that we've had out in the world. So when you start with empowered decisions, then you can enter a place of gratitude. And what gratitude really does for you, when you go hyper deep on gratitude, and I'm not talking about your grandmother's gratitude where you simply say thank you for the food, you literally go extremely deep on thinking about all the coincidences that have had to happen in your life, before your life, before somebody else's life. All the farmers who had to figure out how to farm, how to create the equipment, how to create the supply chain how to get the food to the grocery store, how do you get to the grocery store to pick up the food, then get it on your table and get all of these resources on your plate and then create an incredible meal. If you go through this process of deep, deep gratitude, you channel immense energy from within, right? This energy comes from within. You don't need to go tap on some other source. You don't need a rush of caffeine from coffee, although I do like coffee. And that being said, what ends up happening is you get tremendous clarity. And when you get tremendous clarity, you start to ask yourself a couple of simple questions that are very strategic, that are aligned with what you believe, that come from a highly energetic state. So when you ask yourself really, really good questions, instead of fear, you now replace it with courage and confidence. 
And when that happens, you take intentional action that is in perfect alignment and flow with everything that you believe. So that's really the highlight, the thesis behind how I operate, what I teach, what's in the book, how I live my life, how I wake up every day. And it really culminates in a very simple 20-minute exercise every single morning. It's part gratitude. It's part visualization. It's part writing down all my empowered beliefs and figuring out, hey, search engine, what's the supporting evidence in my life? What's everything that actually tells me that my success is inevitable, that money is abundant, that relationships are abundant, that people love me? find all the evidence. That puts me in a highly energetic state. I get tremendous clarity. I ask myself a few questions. What do I want to do today? I want to jump on a podcast with John. And then at that point, I take the action. And that's how we got here. Like The truth is, is it helps you figure out how to spend your day. It helps you figure out how to be in an energetic place. It helps the Uber driver figure out how to become a coder. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. There's this statement that I heard, I forgot exactly where I heard it, but it's like, if I'm thinking about buying a particular car that I've never really thought about buying before, I look at it and now I notice it everywhere. It's in my mind. I literally see the blue, whatever, whatever on every corner because now I'm looking for it. Now it's in my awareness. And it's funny when you start thinking about something, let's say you're asking yourself different questions, right? You're kind of primarying your mind to search for things based on the new questions that you're asking. And you realize they were always there. I just literally was not looking for them. It's so fascinating to me, man. Yeah. So maybe we can plant the seed in most people's minds is that what if you want to find a blue Tesla? You're going to start to see blue Teslas everywhere now. To be honest, I'll share a silly example with you, which is I love sushi. And anytime I'd get a craving for sushi, I would start seeing sushi restaurants everywhere. Somebody would bring up a sushi conversation. It would just flow into my life. The reality is our mind is scattered and we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. And most of the time, we're just operating through a subconscious. So what that really means is it's not your fault. We're just sleepwalking through life. So when we're asking ourselves live questions consciously, we get to actually choose what we do. I love that you talk about sleepwalking through life. There was some research done more recently about the fact that when we get older, we kind of chunk things more in our minds. We kind of automatically process more and more. And so life just speeds up. And so largely by our mid thirties, we are just on autopilot completely. And so when people are like, life goes by so fast, it's because you've done the same thing over and over for years. So what would you recommend for people who are feeling like their lives are on autopilot? It's a good question because what I typically tell people is that you have to be a, both a student for life and a teacher for life. And you kind of balance the two. I always say that everyone has something to teach, right? So I love teaching about mindset. You also seemingly love to teach about mindset. There's a lot of other topics we like to talk about and teach, but the learning part is really important. Because in the learning comes the challenge, comes the mental resistance, because you don't know what you don't know until we become unconsciously competent. 
when the new autopilot kicks in, right? If we think about the four layers of learning, it's really about challenging ourselves to always have this thirst or hunger for learning and expanding our minds. That's when you feel alive and that's when things somewhat slow down. But most people don't necessarily go in with the mindset of understanding what do I actually care about? Aligning themselves with their personal vision, not the vision that the world tells you to look at or matters or values. Like, what do you fundamentally care about? But the reality is the most people I've spoken with, they know that they aren't aligned with what they want to do. And that's what upsets me the most is that when you wake up every single morning and you have an opportunity to do anything, you choose to do the same thing because we're creatures of habit. But part of the reason you and I love talking about this is because we know we can change them. And the mission is to help people change. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But there's also a practicality, right? Like, I can't just tell people to straight up follow their passion and purpose. Because there are plenty of people who have issues in their home life. They're dealing with somebody who is sick in their family. They have a family. They have multiple kids. They have somebody out of work, right? There are just practical things that we have to deal with in our lives. So for somebody to just be like, go follow the passion is not necessarily uh, wise advice in a lot of cases because people just like kind of quit their job and then go after something that's not making themselves any money or put themselves in a really bad spot. We have to kind of weigh these things in our lives. Yeah, we certainly do. Look, there are two things that happen in our life. The first part, a lot of human beings have been fortunate to sustain this, which is like figure out the survival piece. We make money, we put food on the table, we have shelter. A lot of people I understand and I empathize, they just haven't been able to accomplish that. They were in the wrong circumstances. Life hasn't afforded that for them yet. Right. But the key word is yet because there's ways to get there. But the other group of people that has figured out the survival piece and that can more or less figure out how to live in financial security, once you get there, and there's steps that we can talk about, we can expand on them. But once you get there, the question is, is how do I live in a thriving state? What does that even mean? That was the existential crisis that I had as a 24 year old coming out of my civil engineering degree from UCLA is I had that crisis where, yes, I knew I had to make money to figure out how to pay for rent and how to buy food. But the truth is, I know I had to think about like what was actually going to make me happy because clearly getting that degree and spending $40,000 was not making me happy. So there are two camps and I empathize with the camp that needs to figure out how do I put food on my table. And there are things that I know that a lot of people are investing in to help that group of people teaching them about basics of savings, basics of just investment, and really helping them elevate the quality of life for their families. That way they have an opportunity to figure out what their passion is and purpose is in life. So there's a delicate balance there. And there's two groups of people that we're really helping here. Because otherwise, like you said, when you automate everything else in your life, it's not life anymore. It's just you become a machine. So my recommendation for people is always find something to learn. You can go hyper deep on whatever it is you care about. You can get a metaphorical PhD in that thing, or you can go and learn something completely new. If you don't know how to cook, go learn how to cook. If you want to play tennis, go learn how to play tennis. 
If you want to learn how to paint, go paint. It really doesn't matter, but continue to learn because that helps expand our mind. That helps wire new neurosynaptic connections in your brain that literally are the electrical signals in our brain that help us with stimulation and mental arousal. And I mean that word lightly where we're literally aroused and excited about life. So go learn something. That is my biggest recommendation for people. You heard it. Go learn something. I do that every day. I'm constantly learning. I'm learning from you. I'm learning from every podcast guest that I have. I'm learning every time I write something on social media. I'm learning every time I'm posting a video on YouTube. I'm learning how to speak better. I'm learning how to write better. It's a constant evolution for me. And, you know, we get out of school and we say, oh, God, thank God that's over. I never have to do the education thing again. But really, that's not true. You don't have to do it in an institutional sense, but I think you must do it from a personal growth and excitement sense in your life. A gentleman I talked to this morning was saying, you know, he just reads 10 pages a day. That's it. Just a micro stimulation. Yeah. I always say that you can compound everything in your life. It doesn't have to just be investing in the stock market. You can compound your learning as well. And people oftentimes get overwhelmed because they think, I have to read a book this week or Bill Gates reads a book this week. If I want to be like Bill Gates, I have to go do that. Bill Gates didn't start with reading a book every week. Maybe he read 10 pages. Maybe he read five. Maybe he took a day off. And it's okay to understand these things, but everyone glamorizes the most successful people and they don't really think about how they got there. And that's what really excites me. And again, that's why learning is so important because in the learning, you discover more and more and more and more, and it's endless. And that's how you actually feel alive. That's where you get this tremendous energy because there's the excitement in the unknown. And what I will stress, and I'm pretty sure you'll empathize with this, is our education system is just fundamentally broken in a lot of different ways. It teaches us how to be task rabbits. It doesn't teach us how to be innovative thinkers. There's a reason why Elon Musk gets on a podium and basically says, I don't want to actually hire anyone with an MBA. Because he realizes that they've had this very structured way of learning. And structured learning has a place. But understand that it is not the end-all, be-all. The learning happens in the experience. So acknowledge that. Be okay with it. It's okay to have some frustration over going to school because the truth is I did. But once I got over that, once I realized that there's so many people like yourself that I could learn from, I could listen to other podcasts, I could read books, I could have conversations with the person in front of me at a coffee shop and learn something from them, that's when your mind becomes expansive and you become limitless. And that's kind of the beauty of life. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree, man. Well, where can people find out about you and what is next for you? What's big on the horizon? Yeah, so where do I live on the internet? I really spent a good chunk of my time on LinkedIn. So feel free to find me, Edward Gorbis. Also dabbling on Twitter, Edward underscore Gorbis. Or you can go to careermeetsworld.com, grab a copy of the free version of Unbreakable Mindset. It will go deeper on a lot of the topics I discuss, and I love connecting with people. So I try to respond to as many people as possible because life for me is about empowering others. And to follow up on the question about what's next for me, it's just 
really about going into more organizations, companies, and giving talks like this, right? It's really about empowering other people, understanding to see life through a different lens, being more creative, being more resourceful. That way companies can grow, people can grow, people can get out of that suffering state or potentially help change the trajectory of their families' lives. That's really what this is all about for me. That's why I quit my job last year. To your point, I was making that upper echelon of salary that you're talking about, but it didn't bring me fulfillment. So I quit my job in the middle of the pandemic to be a full-time coach and empower people. That's awesome, man. I'm on a similar path, just trying to balance those two tethers right now. So you're doing all the right things, man. Yeah, man. You too. I appreciate the message. I know a lot of people are going to take away some great nuggets during this conversation. And I look forward to chatting again sometime, man. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you. There are three takeaways for me in this episode. The first is that your beliefs drive your thoughts. Your thoughts drive your actions. Your actions drive your results. And your results reinforce your beliefs. The second is ask yourself better questions to start changing your beliefs. And the third is go learn something new every day, even if it's just the smallest thing because learning compounds on itself. Okay. That's the end of the episode. What's the next small step that you'll be doing to keep learning? Subscribe to the show and I'll bring you a new guest that will teach you how to reset your mindset to stop living life on autopilot.